Now, because it's uh, Father's Day, uh, Mike originally asked me if I would speak on the Father's heart this morning, which I was very happy to do, uh, simply because it is Father's Day and we would link that in together. And I would have been happy to do that, except I believe God has given me something of a prophetic message uh, to share with you this morning, which hopefully will become clear as we go through. Now, Mike knows I'm doing this, so I'm okay, okay? I'm, I'm cleared to do it, so that's good. So let's start off by reading uh, from John's Gospel, chapter 12, uh, verses 20 to 24. It should all come up on the screens for you. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to Andrew, and Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed, but if it dies, it produces many seeds, or some versions say produces much fruit. So I want to talk this morning a little bit about new life within this prophetic word I feel God's given me. Before we go any further, let's pray and ask God to be with us as we hear what he wants to say to us as individuals and as kings this morning. Father God, we come to you, we say, Lord, we want to honour you this morning. We want to be in line with you here at King's. So, Lord, open our ears to receive what you have for us and close our ears what isn't of you, we pray. So, Father, just be with us, we ask, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, a little way back in November 2020, I preached what I believe to be a prophetic sermon regarding what was happening uh, to the church through the pandemic uh, and subsequently through the lockdown. And I likened it to the process of metamorphosis, you know, that, that change, that, and specifically in a butterfly, or from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And I felt God uh, wanted to uh, show us as a church where we're at and where we wanted us to be. So let me just recap just for a couple of minutes on what I said in 2020. So I said that it seemed to me and I felt that God was saying that the church, including kings, had been something like a caterpillar. It had some life in it. It could move around. It was feeding. But it was a bit slow and cumbersome going from one leaf to another just really to sustain itself. I don't know about you, but seeing the church as a caterpillar doesn't kind of thrill me with much excitement or hope. I mean, a caterpillar is a pretty ungainly piece of kit, isn't it? You know, sort of lumbering around, just munching its way through anything that comes in its way. I think in 2020, I actually used the book The Very Hungry Caterpillar as some sort of illustration. Some of you may remember that. And then we came into lockdown, and it was as if, if the church had been sort of cocooned, been wrapped up, he had gone from living, even as a caterpillar, into, well, into a sort of a death state almost. Gone from 
being a little bit cumbersome to pretty much dead. But of course, you must remember in Metamorphosis that the caterpillar really kind of has to die almost completely to be transformed. And it's transformed into something that's almost, well, it is unrecognizable from its state as a caterpillar. But it transforms into new life. Something new comes out. So I felt uh, back in 2020 that the church needed a similar process of complete transformation. It needed the chrysalis process to almost die so that it could be reborn into something amazing. I also believe that that lockdown period that we experienced, most of us experienced in churches around the country, was the stage of of the chrysalis. It was the stage of death. And I felt that was so for many individuals as well. Something was going on, something significant. And that was pretty much where I'd gotten to in 2020, except to say that I believe something was going to change. We didn't stay in that kind of death mode because that's a terrible way to end a talk, isn't it? But there was that belief that God does want to do something with us, and that I still believe. So now into 2023, one of the biggest problems I, th- I believe that we have in 2023 when we're trying to understand the prophetic is that we live in an instant age. Uh, we have instant communication. We have instant online banking. We have next day delivery. And if we order at the right time, we have the same day delivery. We want and we expect instant results. And we find ourselves frequently looking for instant answers to things. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. God is not in a hurry. God is not in a hurry. He's never rushed, nor does he ever feel pressurized to meet our human requests or sometimes demands. Just because we say, God, we want it all and we want it now, doesn't mean we're going to get it. Have you noticed that with God? I'm going to let you into a little secret. I can be sometimes a little bit impatient. According to Sally, my wonderful wife of 48 years this coming Wednesday, She sometimes says this about me, that I don't wait well. Hence, when we get into little traffic jams, we have diversions. And I often say, I'm not going to go through town this way because there's extra traffic lights and I'll go a few miles out of the way because I don't like waiting. I like to be moving. And you see, I expected us as a church to come out of lockdown and experience immediate transformation. Immediate transformation. God, that's what you said. You said we were going to be locked up a bit and then bang, there we were going to be. I expected the church to turn instantly from a dead sort of chrysalis into an amazingly beautiful butterfly, unrecognizable from what had gone before. But you may have noticed, because you're all very clever and astute people, that it hasn't quite been like that. It hasn't quite been like that. At times since lockdown, some things have been disappointing. 
Some things have happened that have been upsetting and even heartbreaking. And the things haven't always gone the way we thought they would. See, I believe what God said. I believe I heard God correctly in 2020. And I believe that today. But I didn't anticipate, let alone understand, the time frame in which God was working. I wanted something to happen in my time frame. But I learned this. There is only one time frame God works to. That's his time frame. He does not work to our time frames. The children of Israel's exodus from Egypt was far from instant. God had promised it would happen, but it was far from straightforward. Their journey out of Egypt was littered with huge disappointments, with heartbreaks and heartache. And then just recently we've looked at King David, haven't we? And we saw that King David from the day he was anointed until the day he became king was quite a long time. And he had to go through some difficult situations. It was fraught with disappointments, disasters and heartbreak. So God would do things in God's time, not our time. So what's happening right now? What do I feel that God is saying to us right now? Well, I believe at this present time, we're in the process in the church here of breaking out of the chrysalis. We're breaking out. Breaking out of the cocoon that's been holding us and restricting us. But we must remember this. Don't knock the cocoon. Don't knock the chrysalis too much. It's part of the whole transformation. It's part of new life. Without the chrysalis stage, there is no new life for the caterpillar. For him to become a butterfly, he needs that time. The problem is, with the chrysalis, it can be a safe place to be. It's a secure place. It's not very demanding. You just have to hang on in there. There's no real effort required. And I believe this, sadly, that some of us have become comfortable staying in that cocoon, staying in that chrysalis. We've become comfortable because it's warm and it's cosy and it's safe. Maybe this morning you might be able to relate to that. Maybe you feel like, well, I'm just okay now. I don't want to push out. I don't want to do anything untoward. I feel God would say this to us this morning. Time's up. Time's up. The time is right. It's time to break free. It's time to break free. You see, we may like being cocooned up. We may like being safe. We may even have liked being a caterpillar, plodding from leaf to leaf, just munching our way through. Let me just say this. We were never designed to be caterpillars. We were never designed to be caterpillars. See, you were designed to be a butterfly. Even when you were a caterpillar, your design inside was to be a butterfly. You were designed to be transformed. You were designed to fly. Let me say this, make a very obvious statement. A caterpillar will never fly. You know that, don't you? 
They, they don't have the wherewithal. A cat, poor old caterpillar, he can't fly. He can just trundle around munching, but he can never fly. No matter how hard he tries, he's definitely earthbound. See, but you were designed to fly. The church was designed to fly. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 says this, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You see, the past may have been difficult or the past may have been comfortable, but Paul says this, look, I'm going to forget the past because there's something God is calling me into. I want to say today there's something God is calling us into that we haven't reached yet. Something God is calling us into that is beyond and above where we've been. We could even say this together this morning, if you feel like saying something together. You could make a statement of faith and say, I'm designed to fly. You see, some of us are stuck in our seats. We've been stuck there for years. We've been Velcroed in. I think God's saying this morning, it's time to break free. It's time for you to fulfill what I've put within you, because right within you, there's the ability to fly. Right within you, there's something different for you. You're not supposed, I didn't make you to travel along on the ground, I made you to fly. See, I'm designed to fly. You can say that if you like. Should we say it together? I am designed to fly. Designed to fly. Let me tell you, I'd need a biggish wingspan to get me off the ground, but I believe God has designed us to fly. But before you can fly, there's something you have to do. You have to break out of the cocoon. You have to break out the chrysalis. You have to, you have to do something. See, I don't know if you've ever seen any uh, films where you see the butterfly breaking out. Have you seen those films? You, you know. And it's dashed hard work, isn't it? You watch this little, what is now a butterfly all cramped up and he's pushing his little legs out. He doesn't look very strong, doesn't look like he's going to make it, really. He starts to emerge from it. And it's really hard work. He uses all of his strength. You can see him kind of fighting. And he doesn't have great strength. He, reserve, he uses all of his resolve to break free. And then even when he's free, I don't know if you've watched this, they, they kind of have to stand still and the wings have to dry out and have to kind of flick the rubbish off the wings before they can fly. Let me ask this question this morning. Is breaking free from the chrysalis or cocoon an easy job for the butterfly? These are questions we can answer if you like. Is it an easy job? No, it's not an easy job. And what does the butterfly have to do before it breaks free? This is a much more difficult question. Um, well, it has to realise it's time to break free. This is, this is a time to break free. In the, in the, in the right time, he has to realise this is the time for me to break free. It's time to move forwards. It's time for change. 
And then what does it do? Well, then when it realizes that, it kicks and pushes, kicks and pushes, and kicks and pushes, until suddenly it's free. Until suddenly it's free. What does it do then? Well, it's there. It's the most beautiful creature. When you see some of these butterflies come out of the cocoon, you just look and you go, wow, that is an amazing, you know, translucent wings. and They look so delicate, and yet they're quite robust. But one thing it needs to do is believe it can fly as well. I mean, a butterfly that was just ground, bound, would be a pretty sad sight, wouldn't it? If all a butterfly did was kind of walk along, I guess it'd be called a butter walk rather than a butterfly, wouldn't it? But it gets out and it flies. It has to flap its wings. It has to believe, if I do this, something's going to happen. If I do this, I'm going to lift off the ground. Suddenly, I'm no longer stuck to the ground. I'm up and away. And now that ungainly caterpillar has been transformed into an incredible super butterfly, soaring above where it used to be and getting a higher perspective of things, seeing things in a different light. It's soaring into its new life. And that's the kind of thing I felt God was talking to us about. It's now time to break free. We've been through that cocooned area. We've been through, we started to break through. We've seen God do some things, but there's more for us as individuals and as a church. So what does it mean for us as individuals? You see, I don't know what's going on in everyone's life this morning. You may be locked up in fear of all kinds of things, but being fearful is no place of freedom, is it? When you're fearful of something, it locks you in and closes you. You may be fearful of breaking free. You may be fearful of, of what might happen, what God might call you to do. You might be fearful of responding to what God is calling you to. I don't know if you remember, but I think it was last week that Mike read from Scripture that said, perfect love casts out all fear. See, you may be locked up even in apathy. Do you know you can get locked up in apathy? We tend to think of being fearful of things that might do us harm. Well, actually, apathy will do you harm in the end. You may well be locked up in apathy. You don't really want to move. You're just okay where and as you are. You may not be flying, but at least you're safe. You may be thinking that this morning. You see, breaking free is not always easy. It's not comfortable. In fact, it's almost always hard work and a lot of effort. But I want to say this this morning, breaking free is always worth it. Maybe this morning you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't feel it's all right for you to say that, but I don't have the wherewithal to break free. I'm feeling weak and not very good and, you know, things are pressing in on me. Here's some good news for you. You don't have to break free in your own strength. Isn't that amazing? See, the old poor old butterfly is left on his own, kicking and pushing about. But God says to us, you know, I'll be with you when you break free. I'll be with you to help you. And in the name of Jesus and by the power of God, the Holy Spirit, you can begin the process of being free this morning or even 
set free completely. Maybe you're sitting there this morning and think, I'll never be able to fly. You know, what, what I've known and, and my life has always been like this and will always be like this. But it's a lie. Don't listen to lies of the enemy. God is calling you to something new this morning, I believe that. Something different. Something richer. Something that's transformational. But at some point, you're going to have to break free and go, I'm going to flap my wings and see what happens. I'm going to trust God in this situation. I'm going to move out. I'm going to do something that I've never done before. In Joshua chapter 3, there's an account of a miracle that took place when the children of Israel needed to cross the Jordan River that was in absolute flood. And they looked at it and they thought, we can't cross that. The water's gushing down, rushing down, frightening. And you know, the river never stopped running until what? Until the priests put their feet in the water. See, sometimes you've got to put your feet somewhere before the miracle takes place. Sometimes you have to do a little something before God comes in and goes, there you are, I'm going to do that miraculously for you. See, I think the priests, when they saw the river in flood, could have been a little bit frightened when they said, you've got to come put your feet in there. I would have been. I don't want to stick my feet in a flood. But actually, as they put their feet into the water, so it dried up and the river banked up either side and they were able to go through the dry ground. Maybe this morning God wants to do the same for you. You're fearful of something. God says, well, if you just come to me, if you just put your feet in the water, if you just flap your wings, I'll help you through. I'll help you through. You'll see a miracle take place. So you may, you may be apprehensive, but God will be with you. He will be with you. And then what does it mean for us as a church? Well, I believe as a church, we're in a position of breaking free. I believe we're no longer cocooned, but neither are we totally free. We're in this process that I think God's got us in, which is a great process. It's an exciting process. See, I believe that to experience the freedom that God has for us as a church, we have to work together. We have to work together. We must, if you like, push and kick and break things that are holding us back. What we have as a church is a collective responsibility. We must all work together. There must be a joining of heart and mind to enable us to break free. See, our dear little butterfly would never break free if only half of his body decided to work and the other half decided, I think I'm just going to relax in the cocoon. It would never break free. It would never be all that it was called to be. It would never be all that it was made to be. See, we must work together. There must be a joining of hearts to work free, to work together to be free. See, we must all put, if you like, to use another metaphor, put our shoulders to the plank. We must work together. We must be all that God has called us to be to be all that God has called us to be.
So as a church, as King's Church, we can fly. So there's some great things going on in King's Church, but God, there's more for us. Don't you believe that? More for us? Anybody believe that? Yeah, good. <laughs> thought I was on my own for a minute. You were, you're still out there. I thought the chairs were empty. No, 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 put these back on. There we go. So, why not ask God this question this morning? What can I do to help this church fly? See, what does God want you to do to help this church fly? You sit thinking, well, I don't know. Well, hey, ask God. What God, what do you want me to do? See, being, being part of a church isn't a passive thing. It, it isn't like you've got a name on the seat somewhere and you go, I'm, I'm a member of this church. Sit in that seat, that's me done. No, God said, no, you, you have a responsibility. You've got to work together. There's power when we work together. So he asked that question, what can I do to help this church fly? And if, if you don't hear from God, why don't you ask one of the church leaders? What can I do to help this church fly? How can I serve in this church? You've heard of one way this morning. In the furniture scheme, and don't forget to go down there after we finish here this morning. Don't stand too close to Sally or Jem, or they'll sell you something you don't want. You'll go looking for a knife and fork and come out with a three-piece suite or something. But see, God wants us to work together. It's so, so, so important. And now let me ask you this question. Would you like to break free this morning? Do you feel stuck somewhere this morning? Are you what God has designed you to be? Are you flying this morning? Or are you stuck on the ground somewhere? See, God wants to set you free. Every one of you, I believe. Every one. God has a plan and purpose for everybody. It doesn't matter what age you are. God's never finished with you. You're never too young and you're never too old. God has something for you. You know that. Do you want a transformation to take place in your life? Might be a big transformation. Might be just a, a tweak, a little transformation. See, this could be your breakthrough or your breaking out morning. Would you want to put your shoulder to the plough at Kings and go, do you know what, it's time I got off my seat and did something. It's time I put my shoulder to the plough. It's time I said, you know what, I need to get involved. I need to see what God has for me to do and I need to do it. Maybe it's time to make that commitment to the church this morning, a commitment to God. And in a few minutes, I'm going to ask us if you'd like to make a commitment in that. Well, you want to be set free. I'm going to ask you to come forward and be prayed with. And actually, as we pray, there might be something that's holding you back. You think, I really don't want to share that with people this morning. Well, you don't have to do that because I'm going to ask the ministry team to pray the name of Jesus over you to set you free from whatever. If you come forward and you say, I'm stuck somewhere, then we're going to ask Jesus to come and set you free this morning because there's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus has set you free.
Maybe this morning you've come in and, and you don't know Jesus, but you can feel him close to you. Maybe you can feel him calling you. Maybe you can feel him close to you. Maybe you've been debilitated with all kinds of fears and anxieties and addictions. Well, this morning Jesus wants you to know him as Lord and Saviour and friend. I'm going to ask you to come forward as well and miss you. Can we have the band up, please? You're stellian, aren't you? Good. And as they play a song for us, if you feel like this morning you want to commit yourself and say, yeah, do you know what? I just need to, to move out in commitment. I just need to give myself to what God wants me to do. I can ask you to come forward. Maybe you want to be set free individually from something. Maybe you just want to commit yourself to doing something for kings, for going, do you know what? I need to commit myself to that. Or maybe you need to find Jesus this morning. Maybe you're sitting there going, I don't know this Jesus, but from what that fella says up the front, he's a good guy. Jesus is a good person to follow. He's a good person to know as your saviour and your friend and your Lord. And you can come forward and receive him this morning.